Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Indigo. Uh, welcome back after a very, very long hiatus. Yeah, we were working through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that, that brings us into our new episode on trauma and tracing triggers. Yep. Very exciting stuff. Well, it's not. I mean, once you heal it, yeah. But <laughs> in it, it's not that exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well. Well, I guess it depends on your perspective. Like, once you reach a certain point, you understand, oh, I found a new one. That means I'm going to level up after I uh, after I get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. So it is a little exciting. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that's like, while you're in it, it kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, the process isn't always pleasant, but the result is always awesome. Yes. <clears throat> Definitely worth the discomfort and work that it takes to work through that shit. Absolutely. Yeah, so we, you know, we took a little breaky break. We had some new stuff come up, mm-hmm. and we needed to create a little uh, safe haven for ourselves to work through these things. Right, right. And, and, you know, that's that's something, um, I don't know how universal this is, like, uh, my experience with it anyway, is like, once it starts to come up, it becomes so obvious and uncomfortable that, like, something is there. Right, yeah. And you just, you gotta dig. Yeah. You gotta dig through a whole lot of stuff to find the core wound because mm-hmm. you know it starts with a trigger. If you get triggered, then you understand, oh no, there's there's something there that needs my attention. Mm-hmm. And if you're self-aware, if you're not self-aware, you lash out, you project, you make it the person who touched the wound's fault. But once you become self-aware, you you get triggered and you're like, "Oh crap, there's there's something there I need to to trace." Mm-hmm. And as you begin to trace the trigger to the core wound, because once you heal the core wound, the trigger disappears. You see that the thing that you got triggered over is not actually what upset you. What upset you is the core wound that it's tied to, which can usually be traced all the way back to childhood. Yep. Yep. And you know, you were saying, uh, you know, whether you're self-aware or not, um, I think, for me, uh, I don't know how common this is, but for me, uh, some, sometimes, like, you know, I have self-awareness in certain areas and apparently no self-awareness in certain other areas, right. you know? It, yeah. It's just like, um, I don't know, I think there's a balance between, like, why the hell am I acting this way, right? Right, yeah. And, like, not getting sucked into, like, self-examination mode all the time right because that can be kind of crippling absolutely yeah and it it helps you know like in our case we're really lucky because we have each other to Mm -hmm. to hold space like if you were to slip up and lash out at me i understand okay he's struggling with this trigger Mm -hmm. and i don't lash out back and it doesn't turn into a fight and then once you've gotten to a more centered and balanced state we can i can hold space for you while we work through it we usually ask each other questions we discuss Mm -hmm. the emotions that came up what we felt in our physical body and and you can normally use those things to trace it and find what the actual problem is because it's rarely what you think it is right right uh something that we've had like some um some good experiences with is just like asking questions and just be like don't answer the question. Just tell me what your body does. Right. When you hear the question. Right. Right. And it, and it gives you an idea of like where you're carrying that pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. And instead of like examining the trigger, you can examine, okay, you're feeling guilty about something because you felt it here or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to kind of narrow things down when things are a little bit, uh, mysterious i guess right yeah you know, we, we, uh, we our minds tend to do a very good job of hiding that shit from us and creating some pretty dark narratives yeah yeah and a lot of it's 
distractions from facing the pain of the original wound. Right. You know? Yeah. It's and, a form of denial. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with me. It was obviously all your fault. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, you know, uh, a, a lot of times, like, I, I've had a lot of trouble with, like, I keep feeling this way. I don't know why. Right. right? Yeah. I don't understand where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. So, and it can be so tricky to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, you immediately want to blame whatever the most recent thing is. Oh, it's obviously because this thing happened, but that's rarely the case. Yeah. Like you just went through something really difficult and you were feeling mm-hmm. weird. And you are, I'm so proud of you because he, he was aware that it was not what happened that was causing him to feel that way. And we were able to find some really, really old core wounds from like four years old. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, it, it rippled out in a pattern, you know, the mm-hmm. event happens when you're very, very young and then it patterns into your life cycle. So what happened was actually a pattern of a core wound from childhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, so, something that um, I think it's important to keep for everyone to keep in mind is that trauma is subjective. Like, there are some things that, you know, even as a little kid, you would just be like, eh, whatever. You know, just shrug it off and it's fine. And then somebody else experiences the exact same thing under the exact same circumstances, and it's a trauma that they carry around their entire lives. Exactly. Two people can experience the same thing and carry it differently. Mm -hmm. It's... Just because you were fine with it does not mean that they were fine with it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You need to respect that, period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've I've, uh, I've come across a couple of things that, like, I've held on to. And then I look back at it and I'm like, wow. That wasn't that so was, bad. That was dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know, why did I hold on to that? That's kind of a dumb thing to hold on to. Exactly. But, you know. It's, right. It's... Uh, that's just how it works sometimes. Right. We And, you know, we unintentionally cause trauma to people sometimes mm-hmm. just by being our authentic self. And it's a horrible thing that happens. It sucks. But it happens for a reason for both parties involved. Right. That person needed that for whatever soul lesson, experience, whatever. It may even have prevented them from experiencing something way worse later on when that pattern returned again. Right. Right. So like if you can keep the mindset of nothing happens without purpose and that everything happens for a reason and everything is always in divine order, even if you don't understand it, then you can navigate those difficult situations much easier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just just kind of understanding how like triggers are results of traumas and wounds, um, it, it kind of helps to navigating other people's reactions to things a lot easier to deal with because then you don't take it personally right you know it's just like well you know you like somebody is just like lashes out and you're just like oh well that that's that's their their trauma acting up right you know yeah and it's it can be a tricky situation to be in too like Mm -hmm. if you are on the receiving end of them lashing out and you have awareness. On the one hand, you understand this is their tremor, tra- tremor blah, 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 trauma talking. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, it's like boundaries. Like you yeah. do not get to talk to me that way. Mm-hmm. You, I'm not going to tolerate uh, verbal abuse or verbal assault because mm-hmm. you got hurt and you have a difficult time communicating to me how I hurt you. Right. Right. You know. So it's a. It's a. You can hold space and help somebody f- trace the trigger and find the trauma and help them figure out, you know, what needs healing or adjustment or whatever. But if they're lashing out at you, then you set a boundary. Let them know you're there to uh, assist when they mm-hmm. calm down. Right. If you would like to. Mm-hmm. If they burn the bridge, then bye. Yeah. Hope and, you work and, it out. Best wishes. Yeah. And like, you know, so, sometimes it 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 all depends on... Um, where your boundaries are, right? It depends on where your boundaries are and what your, I guess, what your limits are, you know? Yeah. Like, some sometimes it's like, you know, somebody, like, lashes out and 
um, you don't even need to set a boundary. Just be like, no, don't don't do that. Um, we need to talk through this. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, we've we've had a couple of situations similar to that come up. Like, you know, I would get angry about something, and you'd be like, no, we need yeah. to talk about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it just depends on circumstances and like investment too. Like, yeah. If you. If like some stranger walk uh, on the street walks up to me and is like, "Hey, fuck you," I would just be like, "Okay, fuck you too. Bye." Didn't you hear the thumbs up of, is offensive? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for that thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, here's the middle finger instead. <laughs> have a great day. Yeah, like you yeah. don't have to tolerate just because somebody's wounded does not mean you tolerate abuse. Mm-hmm. Like right, right. <clears throat> right exactly but it, it like like i was hinting, you know kind of saying it depends on investment too you are under no obligation to uh put yourself in a situation that can cause you more trauma just to hold space for somebody who doesn't know how to control themselves right so circling back to you know triggers triggers can really you know the way that i look at it trigger like a trigger of a gun right mm-hmm. uh if you trigger someone they could potentially pull the trigger and shoot a bullet at you, mm-hmm. which is another trauma that would then cause a core wound within the person they triggered, they fired at, and it, it continues the cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. If you can stop yourself from pulling the trigger when you get triggered and practice the pause and give yourself time and space to fully calm down Make sure your mind does not spin a narrative to justify your trigger. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to calm down, clear your mind, and think about it logically. Does it make sense that this person is trying to hurt me? Have they shown me ev- any evidence that they want to do me harm? You know, like, think about it logically. Does it make sense that this person is trying to hurt you? What do they have to gain from it? Think about that. Think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't have anything to gain from your pain. So it's more likely that you misunderstood or mistook their intention. It touched a core wound, which caused you to lash out. Right. And, you know, uh, a lot of times you wind up with situations where people just like bounce triggers back and forth. Yep. We've done that. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we, we broke out of it finally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we've definitely done that before. Mm -hmm. Like you get triggered. And your reaction triggers me and then my reaction triggers you. And it just like cascades into like. Right. But we we set up a system for that where we're like, nope, I need a minute. And Mm -hmm. we respect it. Yep. I think maybe once or twice, you know, but yeah, practice the pause. If Mm -hmm. if at any point, no matter how mad I might be or how much I want to read your ass, (laughs) if you say I need a minute. You get your minute and I leave you alone until you're ready to talk about it. And mm-hmm. he does the same for me. That's mutual respect. And that's part of why our relationship is so successful and so deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. Right. Right. And something else that like has been really, really helpful in working through and dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, triggers and traumas and stuff, uh, especially between us is like when, when stuff comes up, um, don't don't just be like um like you made me mad right right like right n- right because right. <laughs> like uh, don't don't focus on what happened focus on what you're feeling right right like, talk about what you're feeling like um you know, we've we, we've both been doing that a lot more lately. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Instead like, of saying you made me mad, I'm feeling really angry right now. Yeah, like I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. and I'm not entirely sure why. It's yeah. obviously because you looked at me wrong. <laughs> you didn't kiss my mouth right or slap my butt right, so I'm mad at you. <laughs> right, right. But but yeah, it's just like you just got to be aware of your feelings and your thoughts and pay attention to what's actually going on. Cause you, you know, it's like the mind loves to spin a narrative. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's really what it's good at. 
one of the things it's best at. Yeah, creating stories. Mm-hmm. You fill in the blanks. And if you're triggered or angry, that story is going to be really, really bad and yeah. not reflective of reality at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the one of the things that I've struggled with a lot in the past up until really recently has been like feeling like people are mad at me. Right. Right. Like and, you know, getting feeling like strong feelings of insecurity. Right. And so, like, I'll just, uh, uh, you know, I, I just started asking for a while. It's like, are are you mad at me? You know, like, uh, did I do something? Right. And, you know, the answer is almost always no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because just because you feel that way does not mm-hmm. mean it, that has been the one of the biggest game changers in our relationship is we just straight up ask, like, hey, I kind of feel like you might be avoiding me or angry at me are you Mm -hmm. no i'm just going through some stuff wow because my brain told me you were absolutely pissed at me because i didn't put enough cheese on your nachos (laughs) it comes up with the dumbest shit to justify it and then you Mm -hmm. ask for clarity asking for clarity is like magic Mm -hmm. and you're like wow i got that way wrong yeah yeah and you know a lot that, that kind of leads into something that I hear a lot of people in like, I guess, spiritual circles say, talking about like, trust your gut, trust your intuition, you know, energy never lies kind of stuff. And uh, in a way that, that that's that's true, but... If it's filtered if it's, through your trauma, then yeah. it does. Yeah. Well, the energy itself doesn't lie. It's just a matter of where it's coming from. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel... Like a lot of times when I would feel like you were mad at me, like I, I feel the feeling that the, the, the type of energy that I feel when someone is mad at me. But that doesn't mean that it came from you. It came from me. Exactly. You know, my yep. my my old traumas. Uh, it, it's like um sort of a mental association type thing. Right. right. I mean. Part, partly mental, partly emotional, partly whatever, but it's just an association, right? Like, right. Like, um, like, like if you got like bit by a spider one time when you were a kid, and like it messed you up for a while, right? right. And then you wind up with arachnophobia. Right. You're not actually scared of the spider. It's that you have an association between spiders and severe pain right right so very similar things like you know somebody like moves their eyes a certain way and it like something about it subconsciously reminds me of like my parents getting pissed at me for no reason right right and then it brings up that energy right it brings up the emotional context and the energy around this person is pissed at you it's right. not true, but exactly, yeah. yeah. You you're reading your own trauma response mm-hmm. as their energy when that's not the case. Right, right, exactly. And, and that's difficult. You know, when I first started feeling energy, I was like, ah, bad vibes. You are obviously the dark side. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, <laughs> you're not the dark side. That's my shadow. Mm-hmm. And my trauma convincing me that you are because you hurt my feelings completely unintentionally. Mm-hmm. That is not bad vibes. Yep. That's just your trauma and your ego and your shadow being like, <laughs> you have every right to cut this bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had similar stuff, you know, and it's, it's hard sometimes to kind of like pick through um and figure out like is this actually intuition or is it, and you know is is it reading energy or is it just my trauma and like something that i would like that that i need to work through you know right yeah like uh recently you were accused of gaslighting <laughs> that was the funniest shit i've ever seen in my whole life okay cuz <laughs> Anybody who has ever met you would be like, what, Ben? 
No. They would laugh so hard. You have no idea. Um, And that is very obviously because the situation was filtered through trauma. Mm -hmm. And and I am 100 million percent certain of that. I mean, obviously I'm biased, (laughs) but I have lived with you, spent 24-7 with you for years. Mm -hmm. And you have never once gaslit me. You have never once abused me. You have never once even talk down to me yeah yeah you have treated me with nothing but respect our kids with nothing but respect you are not capable of gaslighting yeah so that's a great example of like when somebody filters something through their trauma instead of actually reading the energies that's there that Mm -hmm. person needed you to be the villain because you unintentionally hurt them Right. So they spun a narrative in their mind mm-hmm. to create a story to make it your fault instead of addressing the trauma that it touched and and working to heal it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that. And like, I don't know, just a few months ago, that would have um, triggered me severely, you know? Yeah. And now I'm just like, okay, they, they could do whatever they need to do. Right. You know? And that's another part of it is you got to be okay with letting mm-hmm. people think whatever they need to think, mm-hmm. you know? And the way that I look at it, as far as that goes, is like that person is weeding our garden for us. Like mm-hmm. if they're able to convince anybody that that's true, they have then removed the weak minds from our life and our story and left us with strong minds that think for themselves that they're like, you know what? I've never seen any evidence of that. So I think I'm going to stick around. Thanks mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Kind of kind of like the, the whole Illuminati sex demon thing. Oh, yeah. That was a fun role to play. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all that that sexual energy I got from people believing that. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, and that, that that's so weird. That, it was so fun though. Yeah. Um yeah, and that's a trauma response. Like mm-hmm. I unintentionally accidentally hurt some one or some people and they spun a narrative around it where I was an Illuminati sex demon. Mm-hmm. And that was it's again, it's really difficult because I can understand the trauma that's wounded sacral, that's a lot of guilt there's sexual Mm -hmm. trauma there like there's fear of um shadow Mm -hmm. you know you can read these things and understand a person's trauma but on the other hand fuck you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) exactly like if you want to heal it i'll help you i'll help you unload that but so long as you're still gonna go around telling people that fuck you and also (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can't help it. I have to laugh. Mm, it's so funny. It really is. It's, it does get, I don't know. It's a little tricky sometimes for me. Like, you know, I understand where a lot of these behaviors come from. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's just like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on that. It's. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, just because I, I could work through it doesn't mean that I have to or want to yeah yeah exactly it's like I don't know know your own limits I guess right yeah Yeah. know when to walk away Mm mm-hmm yep and when it comes to stuff like that when it comes to somebody like doing something like that you need to forgive both ways Mm -hmm. forgive them for what they did while they were triggered and Mm -hmm. while they were not in a good headspace and not you know, taking your feelings into consideration and forgive mm-hmm. yourself for tolerating it or carrying yeah. it. Yeah. Or setting boundaries. Right. Or walking away, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, uh, I, I fully believe that everybody does, you know, the best they can with what they got. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's taken a very, very, very long time for me to extend that to myself. Right. You know. Yep. Always. Give yourself the same courtesy you give others. Yeah. You tolerate a lot. You tolerate a lot from other people and not giving yourself the same courtesy. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting better. <laughs> Much better. with that a lot, a little though, you know. Yeah. So, like, as far as tracing triggers, the, the most important thing is to stop yourself in the moment, like, like I was saying earlier. And then ex- when you finally have cleared your mind and calmed down, 
examine the situation. What is it a pattern of? What does it represent? Is it a situation where like maybe there's some sort of parental trauma? Your parents mm-hmm. yelled at you for something you didn't do. And this person is yelling at you for something you didn't do or accusing you of something you didn't do. You can trace that back to your childhood when your parents accused you of doing something you didn't do or a teacher or somebody you respected. You Mm -hmm. may not have realized it at the time, but that created a trauma in you and it ended up rippling out. And you can look back through your life cycle and see this reoccurring pattern of where somebody accuses you of doing something that you did not do. And you get triggered and lash out. If you can stop yourself from getting triggered and lashing out, you then ease that pattern. You make it smaller. And then when it comes around again, if you can handle it with grace, without lashing out, without uh, elevating any emotion and just deal with it, then you level that pattern. You you mm-hmm. resolve it. And yep. you can actually change it into a positive. This is reality bending. This is how you create your own reality. You you can change these things mm-hmm. to create a better future for yourself. Right, right. <clears throat> and, you know, a, a lot of things are just easier to deal with and navigate from, you know, a more healed space. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you were saying, like, you know, tracing the patterns and stuff like that. Um, something that uh, it, it just kind of reminded me, um, something that I've kind of, struggled with with uh finding a lot of um core wounds that cause trauma is it like uh i don't know like most of my life i I, i've kind of suppressed emotional responses to stuff right right yeah and so a lot of times i'll I'll think like oh yeah yeah that's not a problem I'll, i'll have memories come up you know and just be like oh well that sucked but whatever right you know right um and then, like, realize after the fact that it, I didn't actually deal with it because I didn't allow myself to feel the right. feelings associated yep. with it. You have to feel them. Yeah. Yeah. And that that, that gets a little uh, difficult. And part of why <laughs> some of this work is so hard is that you have to, like, not only figure out um, where these uh, triggers are coming from, but allow yourself to actually feel the emotions that were suppressed, right? Right, yeah, and that can be really difficult, mm-hmm. especially if you did the whole get over it thing instead of letting it go. Ooh, yep. Because then you feel the emotions without knowing what they're attached to. Yeah, I've had you, that a few times. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about that in our little chitty chat earlier, the mm-hmm. difference between letting go and getting over it when you get over it you suppress it you push it down you're like oh Mm -hmm. well that sucked whatever but you don't actually heal it Mm -hmm. and when you let go that's when you actually heal the wound and instead of pushing it down beneath you getting over it getting on top of it you let it go and it exits your life and you're actually through it yeah yeah i mean like (laughs) You know, I'm 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 not ashamed to admit that you know, some of the stuff that's come up from like childhood, like I've cried a lot over the past month for yeah. a lot of the stuff that's come up. You know, yeah, and you you have to let it mm-hmm. let let the tears come, let yep. yourself feel it. Yep, exactly. And, you know, some of the stuff is really painful, and I don't know, like uh, it's kind of why I, I uh we took such a, a long break <laughs> was yeah. to actually feel through and deal with a lot of the stuff right we needed up. limited distractions right right because it is it is very 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 easy for me to just like push shit down right because i've had a lot of practice with that you mm-hmm. know yeah with people not allowing you yeah and then you finally people would not allow you to feel your authentic emotions Mm -hmm. and to express them and talk about them right so you eventually push them down to the point where you just stopped allowing yourself to feel them and Mm -hmm. express them yeah yeah i mean i i i have memories of doing that when i was like six yeah five or six and Something that's interesting, both Ben and I, when we were younger, we struggled with anger issues. This just came into my awareness, like it needs to be addressed. Somebody needs to hear this. Like Mm -hmm. rage and anger, when you have those 
big, irrational, just huge rage responses to something, that's because you are avoiding feeling pain. Mm -hmm. There is some sort of pain that is trying to come up so that you could feel it and it makes you angry. Mm-hmm. And and that that's my experience is that the anger would distract from the pain and it would push it down. It's almost like setting it on fire, you know, yeah. like, fuck that pain, Rah! you know? Yeah. And if you can like punch a punching bag, go work out, go for a run, do something instead of blowing up, you might be able to figure out what's trying to come up, address it. And watch how quickly that rage response turns into an anger response, turns into a frustration response, turns into nothing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I do agree that a lot of a lot of times anger is like most of the time anger is like a cover for something else. Yeah. Usu- pain or usually pain or sadness. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've had a couple of times where like, I don't know, like you said, I mean, I had like major anger issues as a kid. Um, and I suppressed it because like my whole family was like not okay with the expression of anger unless it was coming from them. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, a- anyway, uh, sometimes, um, I think we just feel angry because we feel angry, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. Like, uh, I, I, I had some, I had some stuff come up, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like really, really, really angry for like no reason at all. Um, and you know, I, was, I, was, I was talking to you and a couple of people in the in the Discord chat about it. And I was just like, I don't understand why I feel so freaking angry. And, you know, you and everybody else was like, you know, what what what's underneath it? Right. Right. And I was like, I don't know. Can't tell. And it turned out it was just. Anger. Just anger. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's got an axe and started chopping some wood. <laughs> <laughs> Take some of that anger out. Uh, as just Which was like, frustrating for me because you were angry and sexy at the same time. And that's <laughs> just annoying. <laughs> <sighs> well, you're always sexy, even when you're angry. You know what I mean. Yes. I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it was a. Uh, it was just like, you know, feeling through it. And I was like, okay, what's underneath this anger? And I was just like angrily chopping wood. And it's just like, oh, more anger. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it, it would, it's, it is easy to get sucked into this must mean this. Like, mm-hmm. what am I suppressing? What is this? Because usually that's what it is when you're first starting out. But then you get to a point where you clear all this trauma and this pain and this sadness and all this stuff to where you're actually feeling authentic emotions in the moment. Mm -hmm. You were just angry and that's it. Yeah. Yep. It's like you get to a point where it's not hiding anything. You're Mm -hmm. just mad. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you you can learn a lot uh, by watching animals, right? Because they don't don't really carry shit the way we do. And they live in the present. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like you, you watch dogs, right? Like the, sometimes dogs will just like get in a mood and they'll fight and then they'll cuddle, you know? Right. It's just like nothing happened. They just got pissed. Or the zoomies. <laughs> like they get, they're like, yeah. I'm going to fucking zoom all over this fucking house and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's our good example of that. Like, yes. love me, love me, love me. Fuck you. Love me. Fuck it. You. you know, like <laughs> exactly. they just, they exactly. flow with what they're feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how uh, it's done. Yeah. And cats are a great example of like, sometimes anger isn't a cover for anything. Cats are a great example of boundaries. <laughs> like, yes. They're going to let you know mm-hmm. if you cross the boundary. Yeah. Yeah. With no hesitation whatsoever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think like, uh, I think like the, uh, you know, like you were saying, like sometimes, sometimes you're just angry, right? Right. And not to get too sucked into like, you know, this has to mean something. Right. right? Um, observe what is, right? Instead That's, of what you want it to be. Right. And yes, right. when you observe something negative, it's what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you actually observe what is, it's neutral. Right. Like it's, it's just 
something that is occurring, right? And it's your perspective, your mind that puts good or bad to it. Right, right. You could just let it be what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, uh, I think a lot of people have a have trouble accepting that, that like, you know, good and bad are kind of mental structures, I guess. Right, and everybody's uh, definition of good and bad is slightly different. There's yeah. collectively agreed upon understandings, but every single person's definition of good and evil is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they change over time. Right. You know, you, you look and look throughout history and like there have been points in history where like casual murder was considered a good thing. Like Sparta. Right. right. Yeah. Way like, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, not saying that we agree with murder. Jesus. No. <laughs> it's just like, you know, def- like, I don't know that that's been a, a struggle in um, the the field of ethics for like eons. Well, yeah. Is the like, wolf would... evil for killing the deer for dinner? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm not like I'm not advocating for like ethical relativism right. or anything <laughs> like that or like the, some of the postmodern weirdness. Um, I can hear someone somewhere going, that's offensive. <laughs> They're obviously Satan worshippers. I could just hear it. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. on. Sorry. Uh, anyway, like, um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, like, uh, you know, ethical considerations, right? It, uh, a lot of it's uh, cultural. A lot of it's uh, some of it's subjective. You know, like, um, like in Sparta, like, uh, you know, Plato's Republic, right? Right. Uh, he wrote about how amazingly awesome Sparta was and how it's the perfect society and the most moral and upstanding, right? Right. And, <laughs> like, it was fucking awful. By today's standards. Yeah, yeah. They they would, they would like, you know, uh, once a year, they would declare open warfare on their slave class. Right, like The Purge. Like yeah. Like that movie, The Purge. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, and it's, that was perfectly normal back yeah, then. And it was considered um it, it it was considered moral and ethical and even just at yeah, the time. It's, it was it's wild. really bizarre. We're not saying we agree with it. We're just stating <laughs> historical facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And you know, uh, things like, you know, the uh, um uh yeah, like Plato. Plato would write about like the the concept of justice too, right? Right. And part of his con- conceptualization of justice included um, the the slaves staying slaves. Like slave up uh, uh, uprisings and revolts were, in his mind, unjust and unethical. Right. And it's just you know. It's, it, it, it's hard for any of us today to wrap our heads around that kind of thinking. Plato know? is obviously racist. <laughs> no, they were all they were all from the same area. I know, I'm just kidding. I just <laughs> okay. you know anything I don't like is racist or transphobic or homophobic yeah. or yeah. or uh, Illuminati or Illuminati demonic yeah. Luciferian. Oh, all these programmed responses—they're yeah. so funny. It's it's really weird. Anyway, yeah. Um, anyway, I guess back to like traumas and triggers. Um, I don't know how the hell we got so off topic, but anyway, um, we we do kind of ramble, which is fine. But but anyway, like it kind of goes with the theme. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but, oh yeah 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 it really does yeah yeah and a lot of that you know like. Sometimes we just see something that we don't like and it triggers unpleasant responses. Right. And it's our responsibility as the observer to walk away. Like Mm -hmm. if if you're triggered by something that somebody is innocently doing, uh, being their authentic self, they're not hurting anybody else. They're not hurting themselves. Walk away. Yeah. It is then on you. And if you... (laughs) choose to dive in head first they are not responsible for your triggers or trauma that may come as a result of that Mm -hmm. 
And right. that's that's something that was like a game changer for me. I was deep in the black box programming and I believed what the government and media program me to believe, which is mm-hmm. anything that hurts me is everybody else's fault. Yeah. Like, yeah, you triggered me. You're offensive. Obviously, you're the problem. When in the reality of the situation is I turned off my TV. I, I got off social media. I stopped talking to the people who go along with that kind of programming mm-hmm. and realize, holy shit, my life is so fucking awesome and peaceful. <laughs> and I didn't get triggered. And I was like, I learned that triggers are tied to trauma. So I traced when I did get triggered, I traced it to the trauma. I healed it. And it's like magic. Mm-hmm our life just turned into paradise mm-hmm. because I took responsibility for my own shit instead of blaming everybody else. Yep. Yep. And now we get to experience a peaceful, happy life. Yeah. Because uh, we mean, took that's... responsibility for mm-hmm. our trauma and triggers. Exactly. It's not everybody else's fault that right. you got hurt as a child and refused to heal it. Yeah. Or didn't know, you know, right. I mean, it's not like people teach this stuff. Right. You know? And that's what we're trying to do. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, it's it's not something that a lot of people are aware of. Right? Like... Emotional between... maturity and emotional intelligence should be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literal magic can come from it. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, I've been on many, many sides of different... Um, ideologies and you know political parties i guess uh yeah yeah and um throughout my life i've been through like a whole lot of them and uh, i don't know in in general is like here in the u.s like um the the stereotype i'm not going to say that this is actually the case but the stereotype is that people on the on the political left, especially further, further left, um, use triggers as like manipulation tools. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, I'm triggered. That means that, I don't know, you suck. Or or to get you you to change. Yeah. Or to get you to change your stance on something. Oh, well that's racist. Just so you know, what are you talking about? It had nothing to do with race. Mm, Like, Oh, (laughs) Like when I got called a Nazi, I'm Jewish and they yeah. called me a Nazi yeah. to try and manipulate me. Like, oh, you can't say that because that's racist or anti-Semitic. Bitch, I'm I'm Jewish. Yeah. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but but yeah, it's like the the um the general mindset that I've seen on on the the further extremes of the political left has been um that triggers are basically to be protected right right like don't don't trigger people right right and on uh the further the further reaches of the political right it's like triggers are something to be made fun of right like which is not cool look at these triggered people being all triggered and shit and like between those two like nobody knows what triggers actually are or how to deal with them or right. what 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 they are for they're, exactly they're signposts to point you to traumas right and you know i'm guilty of that i've been one of those people that was like ah you're triggered but when you mm-hmm. understand what a trigger is and i'm just gonna put this out there as bluntly as it came to me because it kind of like jarred me awake A trigger is tied to a trauma that the person you are making fun of experienced, likely as a child. Mm -hmm. So you're literally making fun of somebody else's pain when you do that. And that's Mm -hmm. just something to think about, isn't it? That is being a bully. You are a bully when you make fun of somebody being triggered. Mm -hmm. You are a bully for that. Whether intentionally or not. Whether intentionally or not, that is exactly what you are. You make fun of somebody for anything and you're a bully. But, you know, banter is fun, all in good fun. But if you make fun of somebody who's triggered and you're trying to fuel their trigger to get them more upset, you're a bully. And it's just that simple. And that changed my stance on that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I should definitely stop being like, oh, 
you're just triggered. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. This, also uh, dismissing someone's pain by being like, oh, you're just triggered. Mm-hmm. Or dismissing their experience. Oh, you're just triggered. No, I'm not just triggered, Karen. Mm-hmm. You did and said some fucked up shit. I'm hurt and upset and I'm going to face and deal with that. Right. Right. Exactly. The Like, uh, it's, it, you know, uh, making fun of people for being triggered is like, I don't know, making fun of someone for limping after they got shot in the leg. Exactly. You know? Like, don't do that. I mean, I, I, I guess if you want to, I'm not going to tell you not to, but like that makes you an asshole. Right. You sit there and you make fun of somebody who's hurting in pain and mm-hmm. then you call them the asshole. Yeah. 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 Like if you like see somebody's like cut and bleeding and you like poke your finger in the wound and then get mad at them for slapping you in the face. Or you know? a great example of that is like when you see all these videos going around of people fighting like like a young person punching an old person in the face mm-hmm. and, and they get their phone out and record it instead of calling an ambulance or seeing if they could help or break it up. That's yeah. what you're doing. You're, mm-hmm. you're the person holding the phone, recording somebody who's suffering for enjoyment and amusement rather than trying to help. Right. Right. And, you know, I, um, I, I have found a lot of healing I guess uh, a lot of my healing path started with like dealing with some of the extremely nasty people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Twitter is nasty. Oh, they get it, real nasty there. Yeah. There been uh, I don't know. There there've been some great people on Twitter and some freaking awful people on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, that's true. I've met some of probably the most incredible people in my life aside mm-hmm. from you on Twitter, yeah. 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 And like it's uh, so uh, I I still give gratitude for the people who have been the most awful to me, because that's uh, that's kind of how I figured out a lot of this stuff, you know. Right. It's like, you know, people say some really really awful shit, and I'm I'm just like, you know, I, I get triggered, and then I'm like okay, what do I, what do I do about this? I'm not just going to leave Twitter because these assholes are being assholes. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, not that I'm on Twitter that much anymore anyway, but right. still, um, partly my, I, I guess my, my airy side where I'm like, I'm not letting these fuckers win. Right. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had to like, I guess, figure out a lot of this stuff from, you know, just observation and, kind of from scratch basically and uh, none of that would have happened if it wasn't for people being dicks yeah you become unfuck withable Mm -hmm. like so unbothered yeah people said some nasty they said some nasty shit about our kids like we Mm -hmm. got death threats against our kids because of some of the shit these people were saying yeah like lies spreading lies about us being uh illuminati uh all kinds of stuff yeah illuminati sex demon you know we and it got to the point where I would obviously get, tri- you threaten my child's life. Of course I'm going to be triggered. Yeah. Um. But it gets you to the point where you cannot be bothered by other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. If you, instead of lashing out back, instead of, you know, you, if you can handle yourself in a decent way, you can hand them their ass intelligently and politely, mm-hmm. but you don't lash out back, block, mute, whatever. And eventually it gets to the point where somebody can spend hours, days even, subtweeting you, calling you a narcissist and a gaslighter and an asshole. And you're just like, wow, (laughs) I hope you work that out. Yeah. You know, because you understand, too, it's it's projection. It's how they feel about themselves. It's what they were doing. Mm. Yeah. And you're just like, well, once you understand that, too, like when you get triggered and you see them calling you like, a narcissist. Yeah. You know that you're not, a, you know yourself well enough to know that you're not a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, so this person has yet to be made aware that they have abusive tendencies. Mm-hmm. Do I want to make that worse for them by engaging in this conversation or do I want to just ignore it and go on with my life? Yeah. 
yeah. you know, and you become unbothered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, I don't know. It, it, it just reminded me of something like, I don't know, was, I guess it was like last year, I think. I don't know. I, I was reading some of the um, some of the books of Thelema, right? Yeah. And I just posted like a picture of Crowley, right? Oh, yeah. And, that, was, that was a fun phase. Yeah, yeah. I just posted like this, this picture of Alistair Crowley, right? And like somebody commented and was just like, well, you're obviously okay with child sacrifice. Uh, How do you get from like, a picture of Aleister Crowley to child sacrifice? <laughs> like, what mental gymnastics? Well, there, there's a lot of very weird narratives about that. Yeah, anyway. But, you know, it's the, the whole, you know, news slandering people that are, unpop- that, that are unpopular among the uh, political class is not a new phenomenon <laughs> right you know? fake news yeah 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 exactly they like, didn't like him they needed to slander yeah. him they needed to make him uh unlikable by the masses so yeah, they but, created but, all these stories right because he was an individualist and he hated government and he <laughs> thought for himself right Much exactly like, uh, somebody else there's somebody <laughs> else who's really popular right now <laughs> who supports free what is it oh i can't Oh, right, right on cue. It just yeah. flies out of my mind. I can't remember the name. Oh well, it'll come to me. Yes, yes. But... Cue the music. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like, like anyway, this, this, this person was just like telling me that I was supporting child sacrifice and stuff, and I was just like, uh, no, but you can take that if you want to. I guess that's kind of weird. Yeah, like what? Yeah. It's, yeah, I it's remember just, when I, 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 I almost said fatal mistake, but I'm going to change that. I had a very entertaining phase on Twitter where I had uh, a friend of ours in the Discord chat put my face over Aleister Crowley. That was funny. <laughs> and the people went nuts. I got yeah. accused of like all kinds of stuff and i was just like i'm gonna leave that there you know what i'm mm-hmm. gonna take it one further i'm gonna post me a little shush shush photo <laughs> and then i got accused of being well no i had already been accused of being illuminati at that point which thank you mm-hmm. you have no idea what that did for me yep <laughs> and so the weird. the it just just being triggered by a picture mm-hmm. because of what you have heard yep non-verifiable stories that mm-hmm. you cannot personally verify. Right, right. It, yeah, it's it's really, really bizarre. And, you know, I had heard, like, a lot of the negative stuff about Crowley, like, for years. And, you know, I, I avoided looking into his stuff because, like, I heard all of this stuff about, like, demon worshiping and, like, yeah. blood sacrifice and, and all of this shit. And you came from, like, fundamentalist Christian. Ooh, yeah. Like, hardcore. You couldn't even watch Harry Potter. Right, right. Yeah. Um, like, my my mom was... Uh, in my teens, my mom was on the fence about letting us read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is a Christian allegory. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because it had a witch in it. Right. It, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's that was a whole just... other episode talking about the magic of the Bible. Oh, oh anyway. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much magic. There's gemstones in the Bible. There's yeah. magic in the Bible. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to Crowley. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd heard all of this like weird stuff about him. And, and I was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to read what he has to say. Right. You know? Read his own words. Don't, don't don't listen to what other people have to say about him. Just look into what he had to say. And it's himself. not that difficult. Look yeah. into it yourself. Read his writings. Yeah. And see for yourself, and you will be shocked at what you find. Yeah, yeah. Like I've heard so many people call Alistair Crowley like a globalist and like New World Order type stuff. Isn't he like and, George Bush's nephew or um, some shit? I heard that too, and that makes zero sense. It's so funny, but it was it was just weird because like if you read anything that he's ever written, he is anti-government, like hardcore. He's like every time the, the I don't know there was like the introduction to some of one of his books on um, astrology, and the entire introduction was just him like bitching 
about the existence of government. He was like, every time there's anything that even looks like a government, it goes to shit because government people are fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, if you actually read his writings, it's completely different mm-hmm. from what you're being told yep. to think about him. Yeah. Just like the media. Yes. You were told what to think. You mm-hmm. were like, okay, I must go along with this or mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be seen as as evil. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to. I'm going to call the people who I was told are evil, evil, so that they don't think I'm evil. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that kind of ties in with the triggers and trauma, yeah. right? Like, uh, a lot of times, like... The evil do to avoid. Yeah. And that, that's something else that, like, not all triggers are tied to trauma, right? Right. Like, uh, a lot of it has is tied to shadow. Right. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The the shadow triggers are... Oh, those... Have been, have been re- really interesting and kind of difficult to work through because like i know uh, for me um i don't know i I was kind of triggered by crowley before because of like all of those negative mental associations and stuff and a lot of that was a sort of a shadow fear of becoming evil or something right yeah and like uh, i don't know i've had a lot of triggers around um the like the idea of doing something for myself Right. Right. Because like I, I I had a big issue with like the, the shadow, um, the fear of being selfish, you know? Yeah. And that that was a that was difficult to work through. Um, but, you know, it's, it's important stuff. Uh, integrating yeah. your shadow. A lot of that's like looking at those triggers and just being like, well, what? Why would I be afraid of being selfish? To like, I don't know. I had to learn to trust myself. You know, yep. I, I trust that, that I'm not a selfish person. You, I'm just. It blows my mind that you could even think that about yourself. Yeah, like you are the most selfless person I have ever met in my whole entire life, and you know, watching you recently with with the healing that you've done learn how to be selfish with your wants with your needs with your boundaries like it has been one of the most incredible things i've ever witnessed because you're stepping into your power and by the way when you empower your partner to step into their power holy shit is that hot (laughs) like watching your partner your my husband become unbothered by anything his shadow or ego tries to coax him with to get away from, oh, that's selfish. That's, you know, you're mm-hmm. hurting people. You're hurting their feelings, you know, da, 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 da. And him go, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is what I need for me. I need to work through this because I am not okay and mm-hmm. I would like to be okay. Yeah. And step into their power in that way. It's incredible. It's magic literal you like Mm -hmm. just in a couple weeks you have turned into a completely different and much much better version of yourself since you healed that one little thing yeah i i fear of being selfish mm -hmm. yep yeah and i don't know a lot of stuff has cascaded out of that i think you know oh yeah yeah i've had like i don't know i i feel different like i feel like a totally different person you have big big dick energy now <laughs> like big big you really do mm-hmm. like it's crazy like you had like medium-sized dick energy before but now it's like extra 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 large sorry if that's weird but i'm just saying it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's the only way to describe it like confident mm-hmm. unbothered by any sort of snippy little yip yip trying to poke at you like yep. you're just like whatever and i'm like yes <laughs> finally yep standing up for yourself mm-hmm. it's hot i don't care self a self-aware confident secure man is fucking hot and it's <laughs> rare period so there's an incentive for you like I'm sorry, any woman who's not attracted to that or man in a woman, that's even more rare in women. Um, <laughs> that's an incentive for healing. You want to be the hottest person on the planet? Then uh, heal. Become confident, self-aware. Use those triggers as a tool to trace and find 
what they're pointing at. Is it in mm -hmm. the shadow? Is it in childhood trauma? Is it in nothing? Are you getting triggered over no reason because the media told you to? Yeah. You're you're only a good person if you're mad at this. But even that's like shadow stuff because that's like yep. a fear of being a bad person. Right. right. Or being left out. Right. Right. Not fitting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about like um, social exclusion as a motivator for a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that, that really hasn't been the case for me, I don't think, because like, it was, you yeah. know, I was isolated pretty much as a kid. So yeah, it's like, it you know, was for me. Mm -hmm. I did some dumb shit to fit in, really dumb shit to fit in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was very different for me because, like, you know, when I when I first got into like the real world, I guess there was a lot of culture shock and stuff. Right. And I was just like, you know, people people would like try to peer pressure me into stuff that I wasn't willing to do, and I would just be like, nah, no, because you know, <laughs> you know I, I I was used to that with like my siblings. They would they would try to get me to do stuff, and I would just be like, nah, no, nah, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Right. You know. And now it's like rallying people to hate. The peer mm -hmm. pressure is if you don't hate this group of people or this person, then you're a bad person. If you don't hate them, you must be with them. There's yeah. no there's no gray area in it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're not with me, you're against me. It's like, no, that's not how you bring about peace. Right. Peace is when you stand with no side and you find the common threads between the two sides and try to unite them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, fortunately, I've seen very little of that in, like, real life. Mo mostly on, like, I don't know, TV and social media, right? Right, right. Like, Which makes you wonder, is it actually happening in real? Does anybody actually go along with this shit? Like, are there people some, out there, like, mad about butter and syrup? Some, yes. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> believed that. No way. Well, um, I haven't been in that group of people since um wow we can since, since a few years but like i don't know i i used to i used to hang with a, some very 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 far left people and th there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on <clears throat> right yeah okay well yeah. yeah societal pressures is a easy way to control people and get them to do what you want mm -hmm. you're not cool if you don't do this you're going to be an outcast if you don't do this because it, the risk is like if you don't do this then you become the target of this right cancel yeah. culture canceling culture it's mm -hmm. like, yeah oh that's what it is it's like uh there, there's a fear of like um social isolation i guess um and uh like uh i guess for me i'm not afraid of it because i lived it for a very long time right yeah you know? that's true and just like you oh yeah no that way. I'm I'm com I'm comfortable there. I could deal with that. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's not an easy process dealing with like you know digging up these traumas and triggers and stuff like that and doing all that shadow work. But right, it's and, and definitely it's worth it. Something to be mindful of, you know, like when you are easily triggered and easily offended, you are easily controlled. Mm -hmm. And if you get to the point where you can manage your triggers, then you can't be controlled by them. Right. Like I have seen people straight up intentionally try to trigger someone or use their trauma and pain as a means to control them. And if you have a wrap on that, if you if you have it under control yourself, it cannot be used. Mm -hmm. as a weapon against you because right. they're just shooting blanks yeah yeah and you know I've, I've had some experiences with that too like i can i can feel myself getting triggered and i'm just like hmm i'm just gonna feel through this and release it and keep yeah, going you know yeah you know it's a you don't get um you don't have to uh, fall into the reactions that the triggers are trying to provoke. Right. right? Emotional reactions. Yeah. 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 That's where you get tripped up. Yeah. And, and, you know, allowing yourself to just feel the emotions and then let go of them without acting on them. Right. That's, uh, that, that creates, that's important. Speaking from experience, when you have a negative emotional reaction to a trigger, that immediately creates 
an opportunity for a dark narrative and to start negative uh, mind loops Mm -hmm. because then instead of just addressing the trigger or releasing the trigger, you are then justifying why you acted the way you acted. Mm -hmm. And it reinforces the trigger that the trigger is valid instead of addressing it. Right. So then you've validated a trigger. Then you've Mm -hmm. created a false narrative to validate the trigger. And then you create more to validate the false narrative until you're finally ready to be like, you know what? I don't know if that's actually true. I should probably address the issue. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's a, it, it is easy to get sucked into like the the narratives and justifications and stuff, but I don't know, for me it's been like it it, it was challenging at first, but it, it's gotten way easier to just like feel the emotions, like feel the physical sensations of the emotions, feel the emotions, feel whatever it is that's coming up. And let it go through like let it let it happen don't attach to it don't push it down don't push it away just let it go you know yep in and through yep exactly just allow it to flow and then you can look at it right it's it's not easy at first you Mm -hmm. know but you eventually get to the point where something that would have set you off in a fit of rage years ago is just like meh yeah whatever and then you move along yeah or or just being able to just honestly be like hmm i'm experiencing some feelings of anger about this what's going on you know right look at it with curiosity instead of validating and justifying right exactly it does get a little bit trippy to be like angry and calm about it yeah that is weird (laughs) Yeah, it's a little strange, but, you know. Advanced emotional intelligence. Yes, yes. Where you can study your emotions without getting sucked into them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I guess passively observe it, I guess. Um, Exactly, yeah. 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 So we rambled on a lot. We're... We should probably just end this one and we're going to upload it anyway, even though we rambled a lot, because why not? Yeah. I mean, we ramble. That's kind of what we do. It is what it is. Yes. We love you. We love you. Oh, and check out the website. Join the Discord chat. I'm on Facebook now. You can look me up, Indigo Water Golo. Yep. And you can go to the, the website is podcast.waterglow.net. Thank you, everyone.